it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fuchsson. Right up front. Younger finish side of the net. Now in. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, middle of the work week, hump day. Golden Knights feeling pretty good. Golden Knights fans feeling pretty good. Overtime victory. That's really not the norm. You can say Golden Knights victory and OT in the same sentence. I think uh, last four didn't work out so well, but it worked out very well last night. Golden Knights now take a 3-2 lead in the series. We will recap what took place last night in Denver, and we get ready for a game, a series-clinching game number six tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena. T.C. Barton, VGK Frank in the house. Numchuck on the other side of the glass. Making it happen for us here on this Wednesday afternoon, T.C. Martin Show. Of course, as you know, streaming live, tcmartinshow.com, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, he is going to join us today as we talk NBA playoffs. A great night of action. The last few nights have been very entertaining for playoff hockey, playoff basketball, great stuff. And last night, I mean, just flipping the channels, going back and forth from the Golden Knights' victory against the Colorado Avalanche and then coming home to see the Utah Jazz come from behind and get their victory last night over the L.A. Clippers. So a lot of good stuff, NHL and NBA-wise. And this is, this is what happens this time of year. This is a glorious time of year. People, you can knock the NBA, can even knock the, the NHL regular season. But when it comes postseason, these two sports, they shine. And, and they've done it the last couple nights. You can knock whatever you want to. But, you know, if you're a fan of the sports and you enjoy it, and playoffs is what it's all about. You know, there's a reason they call it the second season, because it is exciting. Yeah, there's blowout games here and there, just like there is in the NHL, there is in the NBA. But, you know, the thing about the NBA now with the three-point line and how good these guys are at it, it's like no team is ever really out of a game, it seems like, either. So you have a lot of crazy comebacks and runs in the games and that. So, no, I mean, I've enjoyed some of the uh, NBA playoffs. Of course, you know me, I'm also watching a lot of the French Open Men's tournament going just like we kind of thought it would in the women's tournament. Boy, they are all over the place getting into the uh, semifinals there. So, But, yeah, it, it's a great time for, for sports fans. And, uh, you know, in this town, everybody's completely excited because the Vegas Golden Knights continue to find ways to win and roll. And uh, they actually could be, could be playing for the Stanley Cup. I mean, I know they're playing for it right now, but... Uh, if they get past Colorado, they've got to be a heavy favorite to go to the final. Yeah. I mean, you never want to get ahead of yourself here. And it seems. No. And Montreal's not going to roll. And here's over why and play I said it for anybody. Because Montreal is destroyed Winnipeg. Now, great. You can, you can talk about the Shifley injury, or rather the suspension and all that. That's one thing. But they dominated that series. And you never want to get in front of a hot goaltender or a hot team. And, you know, I agree with you. I think, you know, and we get so focused. I know you watch all the uh, the NHL, but for a lot of fans here, they're so focused on what's in front of them. That is just the Golden Knights or, you know, maybe, you know, the West, even though the West is really goofy this year. But I guarantee you, most fans have not seen Montreal play at all this year. And they're just thinking, well, hey. You know, we see the way the Knights are rolling right now. You know what they did during the regular season. Now the way they played in this series against Colorado, because the Golden Knights were an underdog here, and they're thinking, "Ah, we'll get right by Montreal." Then you know, you you've got Boston. You know, uh, you know in that series against the Islanders, that thing is probably going to go down to a game seven. You know, we'll see. Boston would have home ice in that situation, and then yeah, and Boston actually favored tonight on the road, right? Which is you know shows a little bit there too. But right. but I'll tell you, what, you, and you start, Tampa. You know? well, well, and, and you can't count out the Islanders <laughs> right. because they're a Barry Trotz coach team, right. and they. Most of their success this year has been from their goaltending. We talked a lot about the goaltending tandem here, and rightfully so. But remember, 
The second best goaltending tandem by record and goals against and everything this season was the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have some pretty good defense. And if they get Barzell and those other guys rolling a little bit to uh, get some offense going, they can be dangerous. Now, if you listen to Bruce Cassidy, the coach of the Bruins, it's because the officials are giving them all the preferential treatment in the world. But it seems like we're hearing that about every series from one of the coaches on one of the sides. All right. Uh, Bob Aram is going to join us, the Hall of Fame promoter, top-ranked boxing. He will join us at the top of the next hour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, always great having Bob on, of course. Boxing back here in Vegas, very busy summer. We've got some monster cards coming up here within the next month or so, next six weeks when you look at it. So we've got the three uh, cards at the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas, formerly the Hard Rock. Uh, a total of four fight cards they've had you know, there this summer. They had one a few weeks back, and then got three in a row uh, the coming weekends here. And we've got tickets to give away for that. We'll talk to Bob Aaron about that and the big announcement ready to take place. It hasn't been official yet, but uh, we'll dive into Fury Wilder 3. The date is July 24th. And it looks like T-Mobile Arena, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and Top Rank had put a hold there. So it looks like that's going to be the date. And that's coming up. That is six weeks away. And usually for a big-time fight, specifically a heavyweight fight, you usually have much more of a buildup than that. So we'll talk to Bob Aram today about that. But is that enough time to promote this thing? And especially with you know being back at full capacity now that you're hoping to get you know 18,000 fans in T-Mobile Arena if uh, it is too soon for that. But I know fight fans are saying, hey, let, we don't want to wait to September. We don't want to wait till August. Let's get this thing going because there's a lot of great fights between now and September. Well, and I will say this too, and, and I know that normally it's not because you want like the four, five, six-month buildup or whatever for all the publicity tours, and they're stopping in all the cities that the event isn't at. But from what I've seen of the reaction of people just wanting to get out and about and see live events again, I think six weeks probably is enough to yeah. fill it up. Uh, they could maybe fill Allegiant if they needed to in in that amount of time because people are chomping at the bit, and anything that's being shown right now, people are just absolutely flocking to. So, you know, that's one of the differences. Yeah, it's a different world, and it's not the normal build-up time we've had, but if they can find a venue and they can get it on that quickly, and this is Vegas, people just dying to get out and do something anyhow, uh, I, I don't think – Ticket sales will be a problem whatsoever. All right. Looking forward uh, to Fury Wilder 3. Of course, we thought we were going to get Fury and Joshua, but of course, all the politics involved with that and even politics involved in this fight as well, too. But uh, we'll see what Deontay Wilder is going to bring to the table because remember, the last time Tyson Fury fought was against Wilder here in Vegas, and that was a pure destruction by Tyson Fury, who was an underdog in that fight. So, you know, then there was all these accusations that Wilder said Fury, you know, messing with the gloves, all this other nonsense. Bottom line is Wilder got whooped, plain and simple, that night. And there's a lot of people that believe that that can happen again. But heavyweight boxing, especially, you know, the way Deontay Wilder can deliver those bombs, anything can happen. So uh, I think, you know, they will get a good promotion out of this. But but still, at the end, I mean, Fury seems to be the better fighter. He's definitely been, uh, you know, the more more active fighter. Not so much in the last year, but if you're going back to the last, you know, couple years, Fury fought six times in basically twenty months. That's unheard of uh, for a heavyweight. That's unheard of with any boxer, especially nowadays in this era. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. So, but so we're going to talk to Bob Aaron about that about the layoff that Fury has had because. Even during the pandemic, we haven't seen any heavyweight fights because, again, you, to, to pay these guys, you need to have the live gates. You need to have the sponsorships, and you just can't do it alone by uh, these smaller shows and, and just with the television you know, money. So uh, I know that uh, they've been waiting for you know, everything to get lifted here, all the you know, restrictions where we could have full-capacity uh, arenas. And so that's what we're going to get for Fury, Fury Wilder 3. July 24th. And think about that. He's fought that many times in, in that few months, and the most damage that was done to him was almost from a bag coming down from the ceiling when he punched it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look forward to talking to Bob Aram next hour, so hang tight uh, for that. All right, Vegas Golden Knights last night. 
Man, great game, intense game, and a thrilling finish just 50 seconds into the overtime. And if uh, you're like me and you kind of get up and you do things and say, hey, I figure I got about 15, 16, 18 minutes to go do something. Yeah, bad move there, right? Because 50 seconds of the OT, you had fi- over. You had 15 to 18 minutes between the period and the overtime. What the hell didn't you do what you needed to do then? I traveled. I traveled. I was over at Sunset Station, all right, with uh, with Brian Blessing, Chuck Esposito. I was at Sunset Station, and I figured, you know what? I've seen three periods here. It's time to go. Uh, you know, I, I ate there at Sunset Station. I said, I think I got time to get home to watch the OT. Bad, you, bad, and, bad move. And you know what happened. I don't need to tell you what happened. Yeah, yeah. Why would it, you do that? I, I just needed to get home. You know what I'm saying? And just so, so you wanted to get home. Well, you know, you didn't need to. You wanted to. You you were there that long. You could have stayed till the end. See, this is where the problem is, though. I mean, if it's football or if it's basketball, I don't have to wait another 18 minutes in between. They have to resurface periods. the ice. I know, I know. I'm just saying it's the way it is. So it's like, and I know you. You've done the same type of thing too. You, you go and you'll mill around. I've seen you at T-Mobile Arena. You, you'll mill around, go look at the lovely ladies and everything. You'll roll around Hyde Lounge because you have some extra time. All right, you don't want to just sit there and do nothing during those intermissions. You know that. Yes, during the intermissions it, is wh- the key. That's to what the, I did. So I had time to travel home. I literally lived you like obviously seven didn't. minutes. From from Sunset Station. So if so. you live seven minutes and you had eighteen, how come you missed it? Because you were know. still milling around talking to people before you left. <laughs> you wasted part of the intermission, still shaking hands and taking pictures of your food or whatever you're doing and everything else. And then said, "I still got time to get home." And then you got home, and yeah, you had time to get home. You just didn't have time to get home and actually see the overtime. Exactly. I I had to get home and take care of my wife who was having surgery, so that's why I had to get home. See, and you know she hadn't eaten. You know, I'd take care of business. And what happens? Eh, get home. Funny how she didn't have goal. to. It's funny how she didn't have to eat during the first three periods of the game. <laughs> All of a sudden, in overtime, she was hungry. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> you are just a bowl full of sunshine here. You're, you're, you're getting some people very upset right now. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just thinking out loud. I, I just find it ironic that all this I didn't know she can had we talk, a, Can we I talk did, about the game? I didn't know she had a specific feeding time, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that that would probably be my fault. That, that, uh, that would be on That's what I'm yeah, thinking, exactly. but anyhow. Yeah. Hey, come on. You know? And, but hell of a game. Hell of a and game. And remember there. we talked about this too. I I just had a feeling it was going to be a long night. And I had that feeling Going back to game number four at T-Mobile, I was thinking, we could be here for a long night. I mean, these 3-2 games. I mean, this is the third 3-2 game we've had, you know? So, Golden Knights, victorious. Let's get to the highlights. Colorado strikes first. And what a crazy situation this was. Everything's nip and tuck. Everything's tightly contested. Pretty even game in the first 19 minutes and 59 seconds. And we think that we're going to the first intermission. Okay, got 18 minutes to go get some food there in Sunset Station, right? No problem, all right? Your boy Armando, he's, he's opted for the, for the Subway sandwich. He's going for the healthy thing. I'm saying, come on, man. I don't even know what that is. What is that that you're getting over here? I can't even uh, describe that. Some it, it, some healthy bowl. If you had to deal with your boss where you had a little wage around uh, a weight that you were going to lose, you might go for the healthier option too. You think so? And, and he's doing quite well. He's, he's doing great. Dropped over thirty but, pounds. But but Terry and I, we're all we were all about the the fat burger. Terry's so, just happy to be out again. So there you go. All right. <laughs> as we digress, so we thought we were going scoreless at the end of one. Not so fast. <laughs> To 10 seconds on the clock. Carlson back to the ice. Avalanche clear the puck. Three seconds. Here's side. Long shot. He scores! In the final second of the first period. I think there were eight tenths of a second on the clock. And it went over Fury's right shoulder. Couldn't get the glove up quick enough. Kind of handcuffed him. Yeah. Yeah. He was upset. Man, he was he was uh, upset, and you can't blame him. And talk about a game changer as you get ready to head into the intermission, thinking, okay, we're going to play this thing out. How many times have we seen this? I know we've been at T-Mobile 
over the years, and we've seen goals within the last three or two seconds. Goals in the last couple minutes usually are killers, but in the the final seconds? And we've seen that before, and we we got one last night in Denver, and Colorado led 1-0 at the end of one. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, too. If Colorado loses this series, it's right now it looks like there's a good chance that they're going to. Brandon Saad is the unsung hero for this Avalanche team. He scored goals. He scored their first goal in three of their last four games, I believe. Uh, He's won a couple of Stanley Cups when he was with Chicago. This guy's been playing incredible for them. And the thing about that goal, and you mentioned that Fleury was upset, and you could see he was, but even when he was upset, it's almost like he had a smile on his face and a laugh like, oh, I can't believe I let that in. Let's look at the replay. Did it get, oh, yeah, there was still time left on the clock or whatever. But I don't know about you, but when I saw that goal, I kind of thought to myself, this team is going to come out on fire because they're going to look and go, all right, Flower, you've had our back all year long. You've bailed us out time after time after time. We're going to bail you out this time. And, uh, yeah, Colorado had the lead, and it was a goal that Flurry would definitely want back because he saves 99 out of 100 times. And, unfortunately, for Vegas last night, that was the 100th apparently. But, um yeah, he doesn't give up those kind of goals. And if you're going to give up a bad goal like that, do it early. Yeah, and he, and he did. So at that point in time, you know, you're thinking, okay, Golden Knights, we've got your back. But that was not the case in the second period as Colorado dominated the second period, and they put another one on top of that. That's going, held up by Brown. Continues along back the other way. That's going. Now for Timmons, a shot broke his stick. Colorado 2 nothing at that point in time. Talk about domination in the second period. And even after that, they had chance after chance. They outshot the Golden Knights 11-5 to in that second period. And I don't know how you were feeling. I mean, 2 nothing. Uh, everyone there in Denver in that building, they were pretty comfortable. Avalanche fans had to feel very comfortable. And Golden Knights fans, I was around a bunch of them last night, and they were going, oh, my goodness, this is a little bit scary. Well, while they probably felt comfortable with the 2 nothing lead, and they did get that goal, and if you listen to that highlight again, remember, if you listen to it, Donskoy broke his stick, had to go get another right. stick, and then still got back to get the goal there. So, you know, good effort by him and, and showed the hustle that he did on that play. But I actually thought, okay, they finally got one through and there was a lot of traffic in front of Flurry. But to be honest, because it was only 2 nothing, that game should have been 4 nothing, 5 nothing. Mark andre Flurry kept him in at that point. I thought if they get out of this period down one nothing, it's going to be sensational. Even down 2 to nothing, I thought Vegas was going to go in that locker room and go, okay, we're still within striking distance. Our forwards only have two shots together in the first two periods. They've done absolutely nothing. All the shots from Vegas were coming from the defensemen. I thought Vegas was going to come out with a, pardon the pun, but a flurry in that third period offensively going down there because I thought that they've probably felt fortuitous to be in that position where they were only down 2 nothing. Yes, Colorado had the lead, but if it wasn't for Marc-Andre Fleury, that would have been more than a 2 nothing game. Yeah, and Colorado it showed that they, they felt comfortable, maybe a little bit too comfortable, and we've noticed this before with this team. They get a little too cute with the puck sometimes. They get a little bit lazy, and turnovers lead to goals, and that's exactly what happened in this situation. So they're ahead 2 nothing. We go to the third. The Golden Knights are going to come out here on fire, and they did, and Colorado got lazy. They got a little little loosey goosey you know with with the puck and we saw that immediately 103 into the third period Alex Tucks brings it back and the line changes by Colorado head coach Jared Bednar paid off Wah for Tuck he scores just 63 seconds into the third period the Golden Knights are on the board all right they're on the board now it's only two to one giving the Golden Knights hope 103 like I said, to start that third period, Tuck scores with the goal, got the party started, and then three minutes later, they strike again. Here come the Golden Knights, three on two. William Carlson cuts to the slot. In front for Washington, he scores! The Golden Knights with two here in the third period have tied the game in two. Just like that, you know, 2-2 with uh, 16 and a half minutes uh, remaining here in this game. 
Yeah, and I want to break both those down real quickly, too, because that first goal, Tuck did a fantastic job of taking a bouncing puck and hitting it in the air. Grubauer, you could tell, wasn't ready for that. He was waiting for the puck to go back to the ice. He was getting low. Tuck saw the opening. He batted it out of the air. Really good eye-hand coordination, maybe going back to his old lacrosse days or something. Wa made a nice pass. But Matthias Janmark, who was back in that game, and not a lot of people talked about that, he's the one that was fighting against the boards, against Barakovsky, who turned the puck over. He's the one that knocked it loose and got it to Wahoo, threw it to Tuck. So Janmark back in the game last night, not a lot of people talking about that, but he paid dividends being back on the ice. And then Marshall's just absolutely been on fire. Carlson going across the middle there. You have to figure that, okay, Wild Bill can score, so they follow him. But he gave it to Marshall. It actually hit the stick of the Colorado player. That actually kind of slowed it down to make it the perfect speed for Marsha Scholl to just lift it. And if you watch that goal by Marsha Scholl again, you see how many times have we seen guys down that low, they'd either hit it into the goalie's pad or throw it all the way over the top of the net. Marsha Scholl, with the confidence he's playing with right now, he took the puck, he put it exactly where it needed to be so it got over the goalie but not over the crossbar. Just a beautiful play. And Jonathan Marsha Scholl right now has been sensational. And that line has actually been the best line for Vegas in this series. And Mark Stone mentioned that at the end of the game last night, but Marsha Show on fire, but Smith and Carlson also playing extremely well. Yeah, you talk about that line, Marsha Show, Carlson, and Smith. They've accounted for seven of the 11 goals, that line alone. So They shouldn't open up a convenience store. <laughs> All right, so chances galore for both teams the rest of the way uh, to, if not end this thing, at least take the, take the lead. Uh, but what happened? No, it, it stayed 2-2 the rest of the way. We go into overtime, and like I said, right when they came out of the locker room, it didn't take long. 50 seconds into the overtime, not only is this a game changer, a series changer potentially. Wachuski, out to the right point, shot by Graves block. Graves with it again. Pat Ferretti comes away with the puck. Ahead for Stone. Mark Stone moving it on Grubauer. He shoots. He scores! The Golden Knights win game five, 50 seconds into overtime. So Mark Stone blocks a, a shot at the defensive end. The pass is waiting for him. Pacioretty makes a beautiful pass. Open ice for Stone. Game over and maybe series over. Right then and there. Well, certainly Vegas totally in the driver's seat right now. They have the momentum. They've won the last three games in a row. They probably should have won the last four games in a row because they were the, the, better, the better team in that second game. And again, that goal there by Stone, just knowing what to do on the ice. Like you mentioned, he blocked the shot. Then Pacioretty blocks the shot, corrals the puck, and throws it down. That's how Stone got behind the defense. He saw that Pacioretty was going to get that puck. He broke out. Colorado was still pinch, pinching down trying to get a goal there, so their defensemen were a little bit deep. That's what sprang Stone. Stone's not the fastest skater in the world, but he's fast enough with the head of steam that he's going to get that done. And all that set up because Marc-Andre Fleury, who gave up the terrible goal at the end of the first, made two tremendous saves to keep them in that. That game could have easily ended before 50 seconds. That game could have ended 15 or 20 seconds into the overtime because Fleury made two point-blank saves in it to a allow Vegas to get that opportunity. You know, the Golden Knights trailed 2 nothing like we talked about. They survived the second period. Like, you know, we both said it could have been 3 nothing, could have been 4 nothing. The third period, what happened to Colorado? And we've seen this with both teams during this series. Heck, we can go back to the Minnesota series as well, too, where we see these games swing with periods. I mean, where we've seen periods just dominated by one team in the other team zone. And, and we saw that with Colorado in that second period. And then, you know, with Vegas scoring twice quickly at the beginning of the third period, this, this is an ebb and flow type of situation. And we see this uh, with, uh, with the Golden Knights. I want to know what happened with Colorado in that third period in the beginning of the OT. I'll tell you exactly what happened in the third period. Turnovers. Yeah. Colorado didn't have a ton of them, but when they did, Vegas capitalized on it. We talked about Barakovsky turning the puck over against the boards. Janmark digs it out. Wah throws it to Tuck. He makes a beautiful play, bats it out of the air. That's the first goal. The second goal was another turnover. Uh, Carlson and company got the puck. They went down the ice. Marshall got himself open. All of a sudden, all the hard work that Colorado did through two periods to get that 2 nothing lead, Two turnovers, and Vegas is right back in it. It's a tie game. The work through two periods meant nothing, and I think Colorado started looking around with their head on a swivel going, oh, my God, we're about to blow another lead here. What is going on? Vegas was playing with house money. 
They had the confidence rolling. Their forwards only had two shots. Two shots total in the first two periods. Now here early in the third period, they have two goals from the forwards. Not the defensemen who were shooting the puck all over. But Trangelo has been playing much better. He had seven shots on goal last night. Might not have scored, but he's keeping the, the defense honest and he's keeping Colorado pinched in a little bit deeper. All of a sudden, when they gave up those two goals, I thought Colorado started thinking, oh my God, we're, we're, we're going to find a way to blow this game. And Grubauer's been good, but Fleury's been better. Grubauer's faced more rubber. Fleury hasn't faced as much, but Fleury's come up big in big situations. And again, the goal he gave up in the first... All forgotten now because he came up huge when it was time to win the game. Turnovers cost Colorado that game. And even that last goal, what was it? It wasn't a turnover, but it was two block shots right. and a breakaway. Right. There it is. Exactly. Uh, the Speedy Stone gets down. Uh, beats uh, Speedy Stone, is that his new nickname? I, I like that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous ending for, for the Golden Knights. Golden Knights snapped a three-game road losing streak. Also... You know, they were 0-4 uh, going into overtime games as well, so they snapped a couple streaks there. And for Colorado, talking about feeling uncomfortable, they are in some definitely uncharted territory right now. This is a team that had won 13 home games, okay? 13 in a row they had won. And going back to the regular season as well, and we talked about this, they, had, they were 4-0 during the course of these playoffs as well. So now they find themselves, like you said, losing the last three games in this series, now they got to come to Vegas tomorrow night, face a closeout situation. Colorado, very, very uncomfortable. Well, very, very uncomfortable. And again, after that first game, and we talked about it, it was an anomaly. Don't expect that all series long. But the betting public did, and a lot of people were already putting Colorado all the way through to the finals. What happened in that first game? The top line was incredible. They were scoring all over the place. What have they done since then? What did they do last night? I believe it was Donskoy had a goal for him. Uh, I believe it was Brandon Saad had a goal for him. Yeah. Who else did they get scoring yeah. from? You the, the game didn't before hear the, name the, for, before very the, much the game before that, Brandon yeah. Saad had the goal. Right. Then Vegas had five of them. Their top line has not been getting it done. They've been getting cute with the puck. They they tried dumping and chasing, and that worked for two periods last yeah. night a little bit out of their characteristic. I, I think they need to play more straight-up hockey, just keep it simple. They're constantly trying for the flashy play. Yep. And Vegas is too good of a team, and Marc-Andre Fleury is too good of a goalie. You might fool some younger goalies with that stuff. Marc-Andre Fleury has seen everything this game has to offer. If, if you beat him, it's almost got to be a fluky thing like that first goal or something because he's in a zone right now. And Colorado shifted things around in their front line you know, for that game oh, for last sure. night. Yeah. M- much different and, and than again, what we saw in three and four. Periods, right. But you still didn't yep. see the top line scoring. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. That's crazy. Game six, tomorrow night, T-Mobile. It will be crazy, and we say this every time, but uh, especially you know, since we're back at full capacity now, 18,000-plus expected tomorrow night for a closeout situation. Didn't look like it, it would be that. And again, home ice all the way through for the first four games. But game five, it finally happened. The visiting team won. Now Colorado's uh, in a a problem mode. And the Golden Knights, with this chance to close things out, will the Golden Knights feel a little too comfortable tomorrow night? I don't think so. Because they know how good this Colorado team is. They also know how good they've been playing right now. They certainly do not want to have to go back to Colorado for a Game 7. If they did go back to Colorado for a Game 7, I think they would have confidence. But right now, let's face it, it it might not be 108 like it was last week, but they are trying to uh, make sure that the Avalanche have a complete meltdown and Vegas goes on to the next (laughs) round. And if they do, they're going to be facing Montreal. And, And nothing against Montreal, but Montreal is in the Final Four. Not that that's what they call it in yeah, hockey, right, but right, right, that's right, what yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, they're in the semifinals. I don't want to say by default, but be, you know, it's well. It's, I don't want yeah, to say by default, yeah. but but I, but I know where do, you're going. Yeah, they're there because there's a Canadian division right. this year. Right. If there wasn't a Canadian division, we would have no Canadian teams in again. I'm sorry, we just wouldn't. And that's not a knock against Canada. Canada might be the home of hockey. They don't play very good hockey up there right now, and the teams that do play it in the regular season, and they don't play it in the playoffs. Golden Knights will be a favorite uh, tomorrow night to take care of business. So look forward to that. Uh, Six o'clock start time tomorrow night. I think some people might be uh, leaving work early tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get there early. uh, Because parking is a... Yeah, it can be a little... (laughs) 
little treacherous at times. A little so, dicey. A little yeah. dicey. But uh, I think a lot of people do like the 6 o'clock game, though. I do. Because, yeah, get home early. So, and and just think but, about that. Road games are going to be like three o'clock or three thirty next round. <laughs> should should they get to Montreal? I don't know if that's going to happen because again, it, it'll be you know it'll be the semifinal. So I'm not. No, sure. no, I said road games. I the know. games in Montreal. Yeah, I'm not. I know, but I'm not sure they're going to. They're not starting them at six. They're not starting them at nine o'clock. They're not starting them at nine o'clock in Montreal. They're going to start them at seven though. There'll be four o'clock games here, or they can start them at uh, seven thirty, which we've seen in, in the past. You got to remember the reason why they're so early now is because there's more games for TV. There's only going to be two series going on. Okay, so if so, it's four o'clock, it won't it's still be a lot. It's, it's still yeah. a lot earlier than six or the seven or yeah, something like yeah. that. But then again, it will be a five or six o'clock game if it's a standalone game. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times they do like to do that as well too. And I think Could that's be. I think that's what we're going to see because again, you're not going to have probably back to back games because of the late starts. They're going to have you know usually when we get to the final four or the the two semifinals, they'll go alternate nights. So yeah. I, I bet we do yeah. get I bet we do get to the six o'clock game. We'll see. It's I, nine o'clock back there, and is that too late for them since the pandemic? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I think so in Montreal, and that I think it yeah. is. They're not going to start them that late back there. Yeah. They might say. I mean, bit they later. would. They would. They will. Well, not well last year they did because of the bubble because they were all in Edmonton right. in that too. But again, uh, I'm just going by what we've seen. In traditionally in the past, this is where this is what what you see. Well, but we're also assuming that the NHL knows what they're doing. Well, but then again, NBC has a say in this too. NBC doesn't well, want no three o'clock do. Pacific game and six o'clock East because that doesn't even go, go into the prime time in the East Coast. So I'm thinking it, it, we're going to get back to normal. We might not have the the fans, you know. And again, wasn't there the talk? Well, there was the talk that they weren't even going to play there. They're going to find a, a, a place in the United States to play. But I guess that's out the window now. But remember, they had they had till the end of this round to make up their mind. But officially, I don't think we've really heard anything, even though Montreal is already in. No, no, we have. Yeah, we've okay. heard Canada has opened up the borders for yeah. the teams to travel across the border. Yeah. All right, so both we, ways yeah. for the teams. Now, we don't know that about the announcers yet. Because when I was talking right. to Conor McGay, he had T-Mobile. He said they haven't made that official. The teams and the players can cross borders. I, I don't know about the other thing. So, yeah, that's what they – because Montreal or whoever it was that was going to come out of there, they didn't want to have to go, okay, our hometown is now <laughs> a, a Phoenix. Right. If they play Vegas right. or if they play Denver, it's what, San Jose or something. I don't yeah. know what they were going to do. But, no, they – so, no, they have them. But, it, but again, they'll have limited capacity there. Right. They won't be full stadiums most likely like the teams in the United States will have. So – all right, we'll look forward. First step first, Golden Knights in Colorado tomorrow night. Closeout situation for the Knights with Game 6. We talk a little NBA playoffs. It's getting exciting there as well, too. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright. We're going to talk about the style of play that we're seeing. But we've been seeing comeback basketball from the home teams as well, too. We'll dive into that. Bob Arum next hour. Don't you dare go anywhere on this Wednesday. This is Bill Cartwright of the University of San Francisco Dons. You're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. He does not know Westerns, but he does know his sports. I will be there to get him right as much as possible. NBA playoffs heating up. We've got another good game tonight as we look forward to Phoenix and Denver game number two. It's quite something there a couple nights ago. We'll continue on tonight with that. Let's bring in the big seven-footer who's uh, checking it all out uh, from the Windy City, the city of broad shoulders, probably uh, enjoying some soup and froggies right now. You never know. Five-time NBA champ, Big Bill Cartwright. What is going on, my man? Uh, and, uh, and yes, I did venture over to froggies for lunch, and uh, it was very tasty. Uh but I did have something really unusual, and it may not be, I don't think it's your taste buds. I, uh, you know, tasted, sampled, uh, some quiche, which was uh, very, very tasty. What was that? Quiche? quiche? Oh, you ate quiche. Quiche! quiche. Uh, you, okay. you, you normally don't dabble in quiche? No, you know, uh, well, for one thing, normally they don't really have it, and they, they have it every now and then, and uh, if there's an option, uh, because we do at lunch, we do uh, salad, sandwiches, and omelets, and I am an omelet guy, so normally I grab a nice big omelet, everything on it, of course, 
and uh, pretty much demolished that. So uh, this quiche was something new. Uh, I, I, I took a chance. Uh, I, I don't really think it's your cup of tea because I, I think that you are very pleased with your uh, hot dogs during the lunch. So, uh, you know, Freddie has got you pretty much tied up. But yeah, the, uh, I, yeah. I, I think I think I'll go along and I'll go with uh, with the Freddie Chicago dog, a Chicago. You know, you're in Chicago, the Chicago dog uh, over Quiche. And I think most people would, uh, especially as uh, you know, sports guys here. I mean, come on, man. I, I think I think fame and fortune. Look what it's it's done to you. It's softened you. Going with quiche, you would have never had quiche back in the day uh, before you 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 garnished all your fame and fortune, my friend. You, you have succumbed to the what's what, the foo foo food. You've succumbed to the foo foo food. No quiche is being served at any meal here. I'm telling you. You see that's you see that's dead wrong. Now you, uh, who grew up in, in the West Coast, you know that we uh, have have an open mind. So we are open to all kinds of possibilities. So uh, if, if you were an East Coast guy, your mind would be closed, dead, boom. That's why you only put mustard on a hot dog. But being from the West Coast, mustard and grilled onions, onions, and don't forget. And no, I don't put ketchup on a hot dog like a six-year-old. Okay, and someone that spends as much time in Chicago as you know as sacrilegious. You don't put ketchup on a hot dog. It's ridiculous. You put everything and the kitchen sink on that hot dog. But that's what it's all about. All right, Frank. Frank, you're you're a restaurant guy, a Chicago guy. Uh, when was the last time you had quiche? I've never had quiche. There you go. Thank you very much. There you go. That, that's what I need to ding. And, and right by, there. The, by the way, the, the, the biggest sin, ketchup, mustard, any of that kind of stuff, is <laughs> if you go to a, a steakhouse and you put any kind of thing oh. on a steak, that's just that's yeah. sacrilegious. Especially like an A1. Words. I mean, people think A1 yes. is, is okay. Right. No, a, a1, but, but really anything. A, yeah. a well-done steak in a real steakhouse. It, it stands on its own. You don't need anything else, and there shouldn't be anything else. Yeah, but we really don't want a well-done steak. No, I, I don't mean well-done isn't well-done like rare to well. I mean I properly prepared. There you go. There you go. I, you, guys, you, you guys aren't too close-minded, are you? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just uh, I, I know that you don't have any of that type of stuff on, on the table there at Froggy's when you, when you order a steak, right? You won't you won't find a ketchup bottle or anything. I, I don't consider myself closed-minded. I consider myself just correct-minded. <laughs> well, you know, most people who are that way don't consider themselves that way. So, but you know, but let me let me let me just give you a suggestion. There is that possibility. So I would I would review that a little bit. That's all. Just the possibility that you guys can be a little close. Okay. Take some chances in your life. What do you got? Have a little quiche. What can it hurt you? It's not gonna. It's not gonna grow you up. It's gonna be. You know. It's gonna be something that runs you a little bit. What do you mean? Take, take a, a chance. chance. I, I I I took a chance with the rabbit at Froggies. What are you talking about? So that then, that's then going out on a limb. You know. Yeah. That's going out on a limb for you guys. Yeah. Come on. Pick it up. <laughs> Have some keys. Next time, as a matter of fact, come to Proggins, I'm going to make sure I'm there. You, you definitely have a little taste of the quiche. A quiche. A quiche sounds like uh, it's more of a dip. It's, it's definitely not a meal. <laughs> Jeez. No, it's not a big meal. It's not a big busted meal. Well, you it's, said it's, you had quiche. It's like, hey, here's the main event. You know, I had a steak uh, for lunch or I had some salmon or whatever. Not even, you know, you didn't even go into the soup. You just went, I had quiche. I'm thinking like, okay, it sounds like nacho cheese dip. They don't have that for a lunch. That's not a meal. As Kenny Banyan would say, it's not a meal, Jerry. Come on. No, it was just, it was just part of it. But 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 it was quiche and, and like I said, take a chance. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to broaden you a little bit. Right. Now I'm trying and to remind me to get Steve Heitner back on the show. We haven't had Steve Kenny Banya on the show in a long time. And let, let, let's tell him about this conversation with Cartwright and uh, see what he has to say about quiche from Seinfeld fame. There you go. I don't. Is quiche a main event? I, I mean, is, I is it a main no, course? Is not, it a side not, dish? Is I don't even know exactly what it is. It's a dip. All it, I know is I don't need it. it. Right. <laughs> Doesn't even sound but, good, does it? Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys are really killing yourself. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a lunch. It's light, you know. As a matter of fact, you can have it for brunch or, or breakfast. It's, it's, it's fine. 
And, and no one says you need to eat light for lunch. I mean, you can go heavy for lunch, and then you have a light dinner. You know what I'm saying? I know, but you're yeah. regimented. I mean, you are regimented. This, you know, 12 noon, 11.30 lunch, 6 o'clock dinner, not even 6.05 for you. It's got to be 6 o'clock. I mean, you talk about closed-minded. You're pretty regimented. I mean, your breakfast time, your lunch time. I don't know, man. It's open to what's being served, but close-minded to the yeah, time that it's being he's served. He's on incarcerated time. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> hey, look, what that's called is getting older, and you'll find that out, too. Yeah, you like better a pie. be regimented. Quiche is kind of like a pie, you know? There you go. If you, you said it's like being incarcerated, though. I don't see him serving quiche at the big house. <laughs> <laughs> Something that looks like quiche, though, maybe. <laughs> All right, hey, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your quiche. There you go. How much is quiche uh, on, uh, on the menu there? I'm kind of curious. Not that you probably even know what the prices are because, you know, you, you don't pay for I, I, I have never seen, uh, you know, if, if it wasn't a frog, it's reasonably priced. That's why we are a uh, cafe. So, uh, you know, don't, don't worry about it. It'll be something you can afford. And for one thing, we we just we gotta educate you up. This is this is ridiculous. You guys uh, hey. think you're going out on a limb. You always say to each his own, right? So to each his own here. Okay, we move on. Plain and simple. That's good. Hey, like I said, I'm 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 just here to help you. That's all. That's, that's all I'm here. Just give a helping hand. NBA playoffs, man. Uh, so, so, do you like the style of basketball that we're seeing so far? You like these, uh, you know, 135, 140-point games? Uh, you like to see the lack of defense? Uh, tell, tell me what you're seeing here, man. Come on, tell it like it is. Look, everybody wants to see good basketball plays. They want to see uh, somebody actually, you know, play solid defense, um, maybe knock the ball away, make a nice pass up the floor. Um you know, even once they get in the half court, some good screen roll uh, offense where he actually hit the roll man and he actually scores at the basket um, where where you see some good passing and then cutting and, 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 the, and the ball dictates the shot as opposed to some guy dribbling around for 20 seconds and goes one-on-one. Um, yeah, we saw that at times. I think uh, uh, in the in the last past games, uh, uh, everybody wants to see really, really solid basketball. So, uh, look, at least this year, for the first time, uh, that maybe since we've been talking, that we're not really sure who's going to win basketball games. I think more than anything this year, that's really. Uh, is is exciting. Uh, we've got new players. We got new stars to to, to talk about. And uh, you know, we're talking about Utah. We're talking about Phoenix. We're talking about Atlanta. Uh, we're just talking about different things. So I I think that this is extraordinarily positive. Uh, because look, let's 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 face it. For the last what? Three, four, five years. We've been we've been bitching, complaining. Same same teams every year. Same teams. Now we have something different. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. See, I- the basketball plays uh, maybe not so much, but uh, this is different. You, you've got to admit that. You got to admit you you like it. No, I, I, I'm fine with it. But, again, I don't see everybody bitching a few years ago when we had the Warriors and their domination or that sort of thing. Again, I mean, we had some of the highest-rated series there, especially when you go back to Golden State and Cleveland. So people that are bitching, I don't know who's bitching. I mean, I guess you know people you will are, say, what are you, you mean? bitching? What are you talking about? Don't, don't speak don't for me, that I, I'm bitching. You know how much I love watching the Warriors. I love watching great uh, basketball. You know, watching guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and, and Draymond Green and watching those teams. I'm not bitching, you know, not at all. I don't know what you're and, talking and, about. And, and you were really bitching when they were up 3-1 in the series going to Cleveland and you lost. I enjoy yeah, really watching bitching. basketball. Not bitching. I don't know, you know, again, just, you know, you know that really bothers me when when people try to tell me what I what I'm thinking or what I said when that is 100% inaccurate 
Though, again, one of the most highly rated series that we saw year after year when the Warriors were there. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, I don't know, say you bitching, other people bitching. They're tired of seeing the same old teams. But, I, you know, again, I, I want to see Golden State. I wanted to see Golden State this year, you know? so You embrace the well, dynasty well, and the greatness? Well, yeah, I, exactly. I love dynasties. I love greatness because well, that's what well, people well, talk about, you know? And okay, it, okay. That's what you were talking about. The rest of the world was talking about the same two teams playing every year and they were bitching about it i don't know i don't know where you were then why was it some of the most highly rated series on television because people were in tune with it yeah people i guess they like to see the train wreck they like to see the crash they want to see they wanted to see the warriors get upset and you know they don't like uh you know tom brady was with new england and they want to see him get beat or whatever but again doesn't mean that you're i don't know if you're criticized i mean again you can't you sit there talking about the quiche and this and that. I mean, everybody's different. You just can't pull, uh, you know, a circle around every- and say everybody here. I mean, that's nonsense, man. Come on. Okay, okay, not everybody. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the people were bitching, except for you. All right. So, but, but, so- but if the TV networks, if people are complaining but they're tuning in, isn't that really? I mean, that's what the TV networks are about. So sometimes people complaining or bitching is. Good for ratings. Yeah, you didn't hear me bitching any time on, on this show. I mean, for whatever the last four or five years, there's, you're not, I'm not bitching. I'm, I'm, we're talking about it. We're promoting it. We're we're analyzing it. We're previewing it. We're, we're actually raving about it. So now you're trying NBA quiche because there's a new dish on the table, and right. you're seeing if people like it or yeah. not. And I'll tell you what I do like. You know, bringing it back to to this year, I. I'm really enjoying these playoffs, and I didn't like it last year in the bubble. I thought, again, it was just, it was too vanilla. It was flavorless, kind of like the quiche, I guess, you know. And uh, flavorless flavor. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what I'm liking, like last night, I'm loving watching a full arena in Utah and to see the color coordinated fans again. And now I'm not crazy about the orange and the you know uh, flaming hot Cheetos, those colors and everything. I wanted to see some some purple and gold, or you know go back to even Carl Malone and John Stockton later on with that you know blue and whatever. Just not the short shorts. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but. I really enjoyed just the the electricity in all of these arenas uh, that that is back. And, you know, come on, we're all old school guys here. We remember when the Phoenix Suns were good. We remember when the Utah Jazz were good. You know, those series that you guys had with the Bulls against the Jazz, phenomenal. That's bringing me back. When to see Donovan Mitchell, the way he's playing and everything, that I'm, I'm loving this. I'm actually thoroughly enjoying it. Now, I still really can't get into Philadelphia because maybe I'm not sold on them. I mean, they're still a pretty young team, not crazy about the style of basketball they play. But I am looking forward to Milwaukee getting back at home uh, against the Brooklyn team that, you know, has the, the now the, the big three. So, I don't know. I, I think I'm enjoying the West a lot more than I'm enjoying the East, Bill. <sighs> You're enjoying the fact that we are seeing something different that, that we haven't seen. We 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 don't know. We're we're not quite sure. Now we like the fact that uh, you know Brooklyn's got a new uh, squad with uh, with whatever you want to call it, the big three. They got new coaches. They've got uh, it, it's all brand new. So uh, how's that going to match up with Philly, or how's it going to match up with anybody? So. But but we we just don't know, and I think that this year, for the first time uh, in a long, long time, uh, it, it's something that people will want to tune in because they they don't know. Uh, it's just, it's just different than what we've had. Now the bubble was a different deal, totally. We're just happy to have basketball. Period. Uh, so uh, we would watch that because Jesus, something's finally on. We could watch. Now this is something different. This is uh, this is basketball. This is uh, this is new. Like I said, we have new stars. Uh, we just don't know what's going to happen every night. And what I just is, think that that's, it, that's, that's that's fun stuff. It's parody, is what it is. I mean, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing Atlanta good again, and we're seeing Phoenix and Denver. And there is not a, a clear cut favorite, in my opinion, especially in the West. I mean, you can make a case, you know, for the top four teams. Any team here, you can make a case that they could win it all. 
I mean, Denver's <laughs> exciting. Phoenix is, is exciting. Chris Paul looks relatively healthy. And the Clippers probably have the most talent, and they probably play the best D of these teams. So, And, of course, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, he's used to these, these big moments and you know, won a championship with Toronto. So, yeah, I think you can make a case for all these teams. And, and, and Utah's... It's phenomenal. The number one seed, best record in the NBA. And on any given night, you never know what player might go off for what Correct. team. Bingo. Bingo. That's true, too. Yeah, and, 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 and think about this. Okay, we, we've got a, a coach of the year um, uh, in New York and player of the year in Denver. When when's the last time that happened? Exactly. What, David Thompson, uh, you know, Dan Issel, you know, back in those days. Alex English. Can't even say that yeah, for those guys, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying it's it's, it's, it's new, it's different, uh, it's what we've been waiting for, at least me. <laughs> All right, let's let's, let's talk about tonight's game. Let's talk about tonight's game. Let's go Phoenix in Denver. Game two, uh, Denver went out to a lead. Phoenix came storming back like a lot of these home teams have done. One game number one, and tonight, you know, Jokic, the official MVP. He's just a nightmare, you know, uh, matchup for 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 anyone. Uh, give us your take. What's going to happen tonight with Phoenix and Denver? Well, uh, you saw a game last game where, um, you know, Denver Denver got off to a, a, a fairly good start. Phoenix couldn't score, uh, but then the second half they ended up getting it together and uh, ended up scoring a bunch of points. It was. Uh, I think it was really surprising how many points both teams ended up with. Uh, basically, couldn't stop each other at the end of the game. But you know, this is you—you uh, you, in this kind of game, you always go with the home team. The toughest game of the series is always the first one. Uh, second game, home team. Um, if you're a road team, all you're looking to do is to walk in there and try to win one game and go out and take home court advantage. But uh, this game, for me, home team should win. Uh, everybody should be comfortable. It should be a great game. Um, I'll be looking forward to it. All right. And I know you like uh, this Phoenix team, too. You spent time there as an assistant coach. It's, it's good to see the, the Suns uh, good again. Yeah, we, we would talk about you know, the rest of these series, but you spent too much time on uh, fluff food, you know, with your quiche. So, you know, we're out of time. Like, like I said, one of, one of my jobs is to broad now. And it, 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 takes, it takes a long time. Uh, everybody that knows you knows that. You're stubborn. But, uh, but, but I give you credit. You wow. Do learn wow. Wow. Uh, well, eventually you do learn. So, you know, uh, so I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, I'm sure glad I had you on today. But uh, just you're <laughs> you both, you're both full of sunshine. Between you and Frank, just both full of sunshine. You're just looking forward to quiche for your next pre-show meal. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Somebody I'll please. go starving that day. <laughs> little rabbit dipped in quiche. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one, one day I'm going to put a little ketchup on your hot dog. I don't know what you're going to do. French onion soup, my friend. French onion soup. That's what you dive into a froggies. That's what you do. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Adios. Later. There's the big seven-footer. Just, you know, got more time in his hands there in Chicago. Is he eat, eating around the clock? Who knows? Did you have frog legs with your rabbit? No, I had yeah. He'd really be jumping around if he had that. <laughs> Bob Irvin's going to join us next. Top rank boxing, Wilder Fury coming up. We'll dive into that and a whole lot more. T.C. Martin showing on a Wednesday.